This episode may contain strong language, nudity, and dated pop culture references. Parental discretion is advised. Thanks so much for listening to Two Packs a Week. I'd like to thank our sponsor, Loot Crate. You know, one element of this show I love is when you open the packs and you never know what's going to be inside. You don't know what you're going to get. And that's what Loot Crate does every month with their monthly subscription box service. They've got Epic Geek and gamer items and pop culture gear in every box. For less than $20 a month, you get six to eight items. That includes licensed gear, apparel, collectibles, unique one-of-a-kind items, and more. Maybe they'll have trading cards. I don't know. Nobody knows. You'll never know unless you head to lootcrate.com T-P-A-W and enter the code T-P-A-W-3. That's two packs a week to save $3 on any new subscription. From the audio arena in Meltdown Comics, it's two packs a week with me, Jeffrey Golden. Welcome to Two Packs a Week, the trading card comedy show. Every week, I open up packs of weird, retro, mana-tapping trading cards with a funny friend. And this week is special, because it's time for another edition of Pack Attack, the game of games, a true champion's battle. And playing with me is a friend of and out of the show. He's on something awful. He's on the Nerdist, and he's a Two Packs regular. Ladies and gentlemen... Asterios Coconuts. Hey, what's up? How's it going? It's going okay. Hello, listener. Hi. <laughs> I'm in your head. If you're a regular listener to the show, then you're already familiar with Pack Attack. But we should explain what Pack Attack is. It's a game that you and I invented right yes. here on the show. Yeah, and look, Pack Attack, it's not for the fate of heart. If you have a medical condition, you're going to want to put this down now and maybe listen to a, a less thrilling <laughs> podcast. Because what we're going to do is we're going to take packs from various trading card games. CCGs, CCGs if you will. Collectible card games. And we're going to mix and blend the cards and create a brand new game <laughs> that we will collectively or competitively try to win. You've probably heard of Magic the Gathering. That's a collectible card game. Yeah, the Pokemon game. The Pokemon, that's the biggest one. That's the biggest one of all, Pokemon. Yeah, Pokemon. Your Yu-Gi-Oh! Whoa, that's Whoa. a popular game. <laughs> I do a lot of jokes about Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh! in my life. Great. My standard routine ends in my daily life. Yeah, I was just imagining just you alone, like in a kitchen, like just <laughs> muttering to yourself. You ever notice that Pokemon players oh, cast no. their cards like this? We have got from Wizards of the Coast. It's Magic the Gathering Fallen Empires from Ooh. 1994. Okay. So I searched for cheapest Magic the Gathering card booster pack. Sure. And this is the only thing that comes up in the price range that I was looking for. How much did you spend on it? I believe it was $3. May I see that? Yeah, here you Fall go. Okay. Fallen Empires. I believe spore counters are big in Fallen Empires. I remember it being reviled? Yes. Yeah. yeah, people, why, uh, why people was hate that? it. You know what? I think we're going to find out. Tonight. Okay. <laughs> so we've got our second pack oh, right God, here. No. Another thing from my childhood. This is Illuminati New World Order from Steve Jackson Games. 
Do you remember this game? Steve Jackson means quality right. in the world of nerds, but I do not remember the Illuminati customizable card game. So on the front of the pack, the classic pyramid with I, uh-huh. and I'm going to read the copy on the Please. Back. Betray your friends, crush your enemies, <laughs> control the world, drink some coffee. The, Illu- <laughs> the Illuminati New World Order Booster Pack is for use with Illuminati New World Order, the classic game of deception and intrigue. This booster pack contains 15 additional cards, putting even more nefarious schemes at your fingertips as you conspire to take over the world. Wow. So playing against our Sarah Angels (laughs) and our Goblins (laughs) will be cards of Hillary Clinton, (gasps) Bill Gates, and other 1990s celebrities and political problems wow. that are in this game. Yeah, it's this is fascinating. Y2K, Al I had to Gore. Get the, I had to get this from, oh yeah, there's definitely cards for both of those things. Yeah. I had to get this from Thailand. Like, I stalked this on eBay for like three weeks. I lost two auctions before I got oh this for the price God. I wanted. So May I see this that? is like opening a vintage bottle of wine, but for the sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool, dude. Oh, my God. And this game is also from 1994. Yep. We're a year away from Space Jam. (laughs) (laughs) You worked really hard to find this Illuminati pack. How about you open the Illuminati pack, and I'll open the Magic pack? Well, it would be an honor. And then we will put them together, and then we're going to play the deck? I think so. I think it'll be me and you versus the deck. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right, let's see. Yep, exactly. Spore Cloud is the first thing that comes up. You were one million percent right. Uh-huh. Shuffle them together. Okay. And then we'll draw hands. Right. And then the the deck <gasps> plays, and then we play first to five points. I think we're going to run out of cards. I think we should play first to three. First to three points. Yeah. Great. Done. All right, so I am I'm shuffling these cards together. God, this is, oh my gosh, this is fun. God damn it, this is great. Shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. Shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. Shuffle up and deal. Shuffle them up. I'm going to pass us each, let's say, four-card hands. Great. And let's see. See what the deck What the deck, oh my gosh. The first card I've drawn is named Bleorn. (laughs) Bleorn. Looks a lot like topical reference Barney the Dinosaur. Yes! (laughs) He is a pink dinosaur standing in front of a chalkboard, uh, like a Viking Barney, and he looks pretty insipid with his dumb smile. It must be Bjorny. Bjorny. Yeah. Bjorny. 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 <laughs> he has a power of one and a resistance of four. He's a peaceful media personality. Huh. The card says, I love you all, ho ho. Beloved by children, detested by adults, the Viking dinosaur has a plus four for direct control of any media group. However, anyone who destroys or kills Bjorne can immediately draw a plot card as the thanks of a grateful world. So in other words, if you kill this card, you get extra cards because, (laughs) thank God, you shut this character up. Wow. So Bjorn is obviously trying to control the media. Right. Let's make a draw for Bjorn and see if he draws a media group. Okay. Uh, you do a Magic the Gathering. Well, yeah, I mean, but that's <laughs> how it works. We shuffled right. them. <laughs> yeah, I drew Orcish Spy. Okay. A summon Orc. It's a 1-1 one, one creature. For one red mana, you can tap him, look at the top three cards of target player's library, and return them in the same order. 
And what does he look like, this guy? He's a blood red orc with an eye patch, and his hand is clutching like the deed to a castle. <laughs> I'm not a little anti-Semitic. A little, not a lot. Let's tap. Oh, I got the. Oh, I did it. I managed to 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 cheat the Gentile orcs. Listen, we're talking about media. It is 1994. Oh my God, you're right. It's a media stereotype. Oh my right God. There. All right, let's tap orcish spy. Okay. And look at the top three cards of the library. We've drawn the title flats, which is a land. Wow. We've drawn the Center for Weird Studies. <laughs> Here, let me hand this over. It's Steve Jackson's apartment. <laughs> it looks like a guy in like an old-fashioned scuba suit that's hooked up to an electronic chair. And he's like sitting there and there's like plants behind him. Another chalkboard, uh, this time with like weird writing on it. It says, home of the high energy cheese lab, <laughs> the boson control project, and other things they don't teach you in physics class. In other words, things that are inaccurate. They made up things. They made up things. Wrong things. Right. Once per turn, on your turn, you may discard any plot card and add an extra action token to any of your groups or resources, which has already used its action. No idea what that means, but it's unique. I know that's unique because it literally says the word unique in the corner. Let's just assume that the Center for Weird Studies is a media group because it's okay. a center. That's you have true. to imagine that they've got some sort of clout, influence, ability to kind of shape world events. Absolutely. So if we add the Center for Weird Studies, and I'll shuffle these other two cards back in the deck. If we add the Center for Weird Studies to Bjorni, that actually makes it a 2-5. Okay. So now the question is, how do we defeat... A 2-5 evil pink dinosaur. Absolutely. Now, I've got something that I think would definitely do it, but I almost like, almost don't want to play it because it's like, it's almost like too powerful. Well, don't forget, if we defeat Bjorne, we get more cards. All right. I'm putting this down. All right. Nuclear accident. Oh, oh my God. It's a picture of two nuclear silos, one of which is super cracked and is leaking I guess it's supposed to be nuclear energy, but it just looks like blood. <laughs> blood. Disaster. This is an instant attack to destroy any place. It does not require an action. Its power is 14 against a huge place, 18 against any other place. If the attack succeeds, the target is devastated. Well, and it sounds to me like Center for New World Studies would be a place. Yeah, absolutely. But also... You got to imagine that Bjorni's broadcasting from a television studio. Right. If Bjorni has co opted the Center for Weird Studies by destroying the Center for Weird Studies, we might cause a chain reaction that destroys Bjorni's studio. I think it's a good shot. But I think what this is going to come down to is the dice roll. Where's my phone? I'm going to download a dice roller app. Okay. Hold on. Unless you just have a die on you. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. Oh, wow, a huge D20. Thank you, Mason. Yeah. All right. Uh, Mason, our producer, has handed us a gigantic D20. I'm going to roll it right now. We rolled a 17. That more than clears Bjorne's resistance. Bjorne is obliterated in nuclear fire. How horrifying for children. <laughs> Who are watching this live? Who are watching this live? <laughs> children loved Bjorne. I know. Well, but not they just, anymore. They just learned an important lesson. Never love anyone. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> All right, we All get right. the first point. We get the first point. We wiped them off the board. Bjorne right. is dead. Let's hang on to Bjorne's corpses. That's the point. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Yeah, it's a funny corpse. All right. 
Our next opponent is a spore cloud. Oh, spore cloud. Uh, this was carefully foreshadowed in an earlier discussion <laughs> about spores. The art is of five deadly magical sea urchins <laughs> that are floating on the blue ethereal plane. That are floating in the public pool. It's <laughs> got a lot of chlorine in it. <laughs> and uh, the hot dogs taste gross. Okay, tap all blocking creatures. No creatures deal damage in combat this turn. Now, mm. this is really difficult because yeah. what it does is it robs us of our primary weapon of defeating enemies, which is violence. No creatures a, may attack. Right. Who joins uh, Spore Cloud? Oh, no, you're right. Spore Cloud makes a draw, and Spore Cloud is backed up by. Oh, my God. Spore Cloud is backed up by an Illuminati card called Mother's March. It's a bunch of violent mothers who are marching on Washington. Great. You can see there's a politician whose head is being clocked by a two-by-four in the uh, art. Oh, yeah. You know what this is probably about? What? Video game violence. Oh, my God, the you're most, right. The most important issue of 1994. Dude, Use we're being hit by anti-violence and yeah. then anti-violence just drew a card which further reduces violence. Right. So, okay. I've got a card called Expose. <gasps> and you can see it's like two business people in a boardroom and there's a big REC in the center like camcorders used to have. <laughs> yep. The, to let you know that they were recording. Uh-huh. And it says, watch them scatter like cockroaches. <laughs> They look very worried about the camera. <laughs> but they're not, like, doing anything untoward, like, that I could see. I mean, one of them is drawing a triangle. That could be something. Like, he's drawing the Illuminati symbol. That's exactly what he's doing. I like the idea that in this universe, <laughs> just, like, drawing the Illuminati symbol, like, incriminates you immediately. It's like, oh, you know the symbol. <laughs> you can draw it on a piece of paper. Well, it's also, like... If there's one thing the Illuminati's doing, it's constantly doodling its own logo. Yeah, it's they like, love that. It's like you guys are the Illuminati. Control some shit over here. Yeah, hire a graphic designer. Yeah, exactly. Have an art department. <laughs> one secret group is now exposed. Unless this card is immediately countered, that group permanently loses its secret status. Here's my thinking. The moms aren't a secret group, but the no. spores are a Certainly. secret group. They're tiny. Yes. Well, now they're exposed... Now they can be eliminated very easily. The best disinfectant is sunlight. And you know what? I'm going to back up your efforts to expose these evil Illuminati spores with a card I call Power Corrupts. Ooh. Now, this card is great. It's a picture of a bald, fat guy chomping a cigar. <laughs> yep. He's got a rose in his lapel. Good. And he's literally sitting at a table in front of stacks of $100 bills. <laughs> like rich people do all the time. That's what they do. And then there's, look, I'm just going to say it, some sort of 1990s futuristic prostitute Great. is sitting on his desk. So I'm going to say that we're going to catch the spores in the act, <laughs> hooking up with this prostitute. Oh, and you know who would hate that? The mother's, the mother's. group. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. So now we turn the mothers on the spores. This card reads, the target group becomes permanently criminal. Oh. Keep this card with a link to the target. We've tarred these spores as criminals. Great. Now we've exposed. 
expose them to the media. And now the moms would turn against them, naturally. Exactly. Now, who's going to get hit in the back of the head with a two-by-four? Spores. <laughs> wow, we're cleaning up. We are cleaning up. We're ahead by two. We're just two nothing. But can we put them away? Oh, let's find out. We're going to find out after the break. <gasps> The break is over. Oh! <laughs> All right. Time to find out if we can put away the deck. God damn. Well. We need the cards. We need to refresh. Oh, no. We need to refresh our hands. Here you go, buddy. Thank you, right. Superstar. And our next card is the bronze head. LeBron's head? No, I wish. That'd be great. <laughs> That's an opponent. I know. Yeah, it is the bronze statue head. Of a guy wearing a large yarmulke, looks like, with long hair and a beard, and just kind of like a lazy expression. So he's kind of chill. He's kind of a chill guy. Is yeah. it like the dude? But if is it like if you bronze the dude's head? He's a little bit more fit, a little thinner, but yes, very similar situation. <laughs> this is the kind of thing that someone might borrow from the dude, and then the dude would be upset that he didn't get it back. Yeah. Would have to go on an adventure. And then my bronze head really tied the, the <laughs> room, room together. together. <laughs> its first recorded owner was Roger Bacon. He said it foretold the future. It does that and much more. Oh. If you play a group card from your own hand and fail in your attempt to take it over, the card is not discarded. Return it to your hand. So I guess if we don't defeat this card, it will come back again. That's really hard. Yeah. Well, I mean, it makes sense if the bronze head acts as a sigil to portend the future. Right. It would see our attack coming and be able right. to nullify it. This is no ordinary bronze head. No. I'll tell you that right now. This is <laughs> definitely the toughest opponent we've faced in this game. And maybe ever. Oh, boy. Now let's see. The bronze head draws in support. Volunteer Aid gives one place a plus six to defend against any disaster. If the place is still devastated by the disaster, it automatically gets relief at the beginning of its owner's next turn. Uh-oh. Well, this is hard. Well, the art for Volunteer Aid is a very shady-looking mechanic pulling a white-haired young lady out of a burning car. Huh. As if it's like, well, well did he set the fire right yeah why am i suspicious of somebody who's doing a good deed yeah because that's what this universe is all about you can't trust anybody in the illuminati new world order verse you cannot and you should not and you will not <laughs> i just dropped the card i got kind of scared i don't blame you this mechanic is wearing <laughs> creepy sunglasses that's all i'm gonna say all right we've got this bronze head yep that can see the future that can see the future and he's got a shady aide yep. of some kind. Who will bail him out of trouble. Right. So it's like, look, if the bronze head's future telling ability doesn't work, he's got this helper. This right. guy's got like two layers of armor in addition to his toughness. It is tough. I'm going to throw something real simple up at him first. Okay. I'm going to throw a motorcycle gang up against it called Cycle Gangs. Right. Okay. That uh, makes sense. It's a one power, four resistant horde of bikers who are rampaging and looting. <laughs> it gives a plus two on any attempt to destroy another group or a plus four to any disaster you play, except in space. 
<laughs> I like that these cards go to space. I know. Isn't eventually. that great that they're yeah. just like, well, we do need special rules because a biker gang certainly couldn't go to space. <laughs> right. <laughs> or could they? Or could they? Yeah. Mm. With the spacesuit cards. <laughs> <laughs> and the other thing about this card is that its two keywords are violent and weird. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like me. Now, my only concern about this biker gang. Yes. The volunteer aid may have set fire to that car sneakily. Yeah. Do you think that this volunteer aide could sabotage the biker gang's hogs? Oh, my God. Oh, no. I've played right into the Illuminati's hands. <laughs> again. Shit. If only this bronze head couldn't have seen the future. I know. Oh, fuck. This is going to be hard. Well, you know, it'll be impossible to set any hogs on fire mm-hmm. because this battle is taking place at the Tidal Flats. Oh. It's a blue Magic the Gathering card, blue meaning water. If we were to play two blue mana, all your creatures that are blocking any non-flying creatures gain first strike mm. until the end of the turn. And as you know, first strike means we inflict our damage before they inflict theirs. That would give the motorcycle gang an opportunity to attack before the volunteer aide gets a chance to sabotage them. Yeah, I think this is strong enough to kill the volunteer aide, but what do you think? Hmm. Not enough to kill the bronze head. I mean, that's... (laughs) I mean, let's be serious. I know. I think we're set with the volunteer aide. All right, we've nullified the volunteer aide. Question is this head. I know, it can see the future. I don't know if I've got anything to stop this head. (sighs) I mean, I'll pitch this to you. Sure. This bronze head sees into the future, right? Yes, yeah. The reason the bronze head was such a formidable opponent is because it knows our goals before we set out to do them. You know what I'm saying? Yes. But what if we had alternate goals? (gasps) A plan B. Maybe the bronze head wouldn't see that coming. This is a card called Alternate Goals. It's a folder. It has the words Plan B on it and also uh, the word Most Secret stamped onto it. I always like folders that are like stamped secret. Mm -hmm. You're really tipping your hand there. (laughs) You may possess two goal cards and win with either one. You cannot combine the goals from the two cards in any way. You know what? I'm going to draw us a goal card, and I'm going to... Actually, I'm going to draw us two goal cards. Okay. Because we're going to have a plan A and a plan B, and I'm going to draw a goal card for the bronze head. And I'm going to say that the bronze head, if it doesn't get a goal it likes, it can use its future telling power to redraw. Okay. So here's my goal card. I've drawn the Goblin Chirurgeon. Now, it's supposed to be like a Goblin Surgeon, but it's spelled weird. Is it performing surgery? Big time. I'm going to hand this to you, Jeffrey. (laughs) Great. It's like a fat, gross goblin surgeon <laughs> with a big nose. Maybe this is another anti-Semitic card. Maybe this is supposed to be a Jewish doctor. I don't like how they're portraying goblins. I'm just going to say it. Yeah, I don't like it either. So, yeah, there's like limbs in a barrel next to this guy. And he's got green, presumably blood all over his smock, putting a thread through a needle here. And it says, sacrifice a goblin to regenerate a target creature. The Churgeons patched up their fallen comrades with a gruesome mix of twisted limbs and mangled flesh. Jesus Christ. So this creature can basically sacrifice another creature to regenerate another creature. 
Well, that is going to come in pretty handy when it comes to patching up this motorcycle gang. Yeah. Who, I don't think that there's any chance they're going to survive their first assault against the bronze head. No, definitely not. All right. Oh, wow. Our other goal is the Fred Birch Society, (laughs) which I suppose is a takeoff on the John Birch Society, a reference I know, but don't understand. <laughs> Neat. We're young. We're right. young, right? Uh, it is three politicians. They are the classic blind, deaf, and dumb, only as right. opposed to having their hands over their eyes, mouth, or ears. They have American flags wrapped <laughs> around their eyes, stuffed in their ears, or gagging their mouths. Symbolism. <laughs> Satire. Yay. <laughs> the Fred Birch Society, spiritual leaders of right-wingers everywhere, counts as two conservative groups for any illuminated goal, though not for the basic goal. The keywords are conservative and straight. They're white. They're straight. They're ready to go. <laughs> if anything, aren't. These people always secretly gay, Yeah, though? of course they are. Okay. I think there should have been the keyword secret gay. Yeah, I'm going to put straight. I'm going to take this pen. I'm going to draw some quotation marks around the word straight. Thank you for doing that. And then I'm also going to draw. I'm sorry to damage your cards. I'm also going to draw a winking smiley face. <laughs> I'm going to draw public restroom. <laughs> like a picture of a restroom with a glory hole in it. <laughs> <laughs> and the word secret stamp on the door. <laughs> politicians only. Politicians only. White <laughs> male politicians only. Super not gay door. Wait, now right. who drew what for what? Now those are our goals. These are our goals. Our goals are either to ascend this goblin surgeon or the Fred Birch Society. I suppose to the ascendancy of planet Earth. Right. My assumption with this game is that we are fighting for control of the Illuminati. Right. But the bronze head, oh no. The bronze head has a goal. And what's the bronze head's goal? Head in a jar. Fuck, two heads? I, two yep. heads are better than one, Asteria. That's the worst number of heads! <laughs> it looks a little bit like the disembodied head of Dr. Manhattan. Or Mr. Freeze. Or Mr. Freeze, with three dots on its forehead. Play this card when one of your personalities is killed. It oh. takes precedence over any enemy attempt to capture or permanently eliminate the destroyed card. Oh boy, and then it goes on. <laughs> The goal of the bronze head is to install the head in a jar at the top of the Illuminati pyramid. Okay, that makes sense. (laughs) We're trying to install either the Fred Birch Society or the Goblin Trurgeon. Let's say we send the cycle gangs up against the bronze head. Great. The cycle gangs are defeated because the bronze head can see the future, but the Goblin Trurgeon sacrifices any goblin including itself, itself, thank you, to bring the cycle gangs back to life. Okay. Now, the cycle gangs are riding on behalf of the Fred Burke Society. Right. So is there anything we can do to make the cycle gangs more conservative? Well, I have a question. Sure. Who is the greatest ally of the conservative movement in America? Pat Buchanan. Pat Buchanan and the religious... Right. The religious right. Luckily, we have... A Svelvechinet Priest, which is a blue (laughs) magic card. It is a merfolk priest, and he looks like an old man who I'm going to assume is staunchly conservative. Mm -hmm. Target creature may not be the target of spells or effects until the end of the turn. 
Use this ability only during your upkeep. All right. A, it's a religious rite, so that's already good. B, it's not just any priest. It's a priest with water powers. <laughs> right. And, and this the, battle is happening on the tidal plane. That's right. And that head is floating, presumably, in a liquid. Oh, my God. What? I now see two <laughs> solutions. Plan A yes. is we encase the bronze head in ice and then shatter it with a cycle gang's chain. <laughs> B, we use these water control powers to drain the water from the head in the jar and reverse drown it. We've got a plan A and a plan B. <laughs> Let's roll the dice. <laughs> Six. <laughs> Plan B fails. Let's roll the <laughs> dice again. 18! 18! Yeah! <laughs> the John Birch Society has become the ascendant control of the Illuminati! <laughs> we are now a conservative nation a la The Handmaiden's Tale. Uh, we will only have sex for procreation, not for pleasure. Wow, if you told me that... When I was going to walk into this studio today, that I'd be installing an ultra right wing <laughs> conservative control group to the Illuminati, I would tell you that sounds like a pretty good episode of Two Packs a Week. <laughs> you were right to say that. Oh, yay! <laughs> Well, as always, the prize for winning is for you, Asterios, to plug something. Sure. This is your opportunity. Well, hey, guys. Thank you so, so much. I love it if you would go to twitter.com slash Asterios. That's spelled A-S-T-E-R-I-O-S. Follow me. Be my friend. God knows I need them. And you can also go to AsteriosCoconos.com. That website has a shop, and at that shop you can buy some of the books that I put out through Devastator Press. We sell a lot of our books here at Meltdown Comics, where we're recording this episode from. Absolutely right. You should be really following Asterios on Twitter. Oh, He's the funniest on Twitter. Funniest you. man on Twitter living in this day and age. Thank and that you. is... A fact. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Asterios, for being here as always. I love coming here. Thank you to Meltdown Comics. Come into Meltdown and say, two backs rocks at the counter, and they'll give you 10% off your order. They're good guys. We love Meltdown. They're real nice. They're the nice crew. Yeah. All right. Well, from the secret Illuminati chamber, this has been Jeffrey. And Asterios. So long, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Pack attack. Pack attack! Two Packs Awake was produced and engineered by Mason Booker. Opening theme by Matt Myers. Break music by Lee Rosevere. Logo by Kenny Kyle. If you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes. It helps us find new listeners. Follow us on Twitter at Two Packs a Week. That's T-W-O. And me at Jeffrey Golden. That's Jeffrey with the G. Special thanks to Meltdown Comics at 7522 Sunset. I left a bunch of these cards at the store for y'all to take. I'm your host, Jeffrey Golden. Hey, be good to each other. But here's a problem with Magic the Gathering. In addition to the fact that, like, you'll get a wedgie for playing it, you'll be a virgin, it costs money. But, like, let's put aside, like, you're spending this... your lunch periods, you're ostracizing yourselves to all your peers. Yes. Exactly. You look like a nerd, you look like a huge dork. Like, if somebody beats you up, the cops assume it's your fault. But, like, putting yeah. aside, like, the standard nerd burns. You're going to Florida to play Magic the Gathering, yeah. as opposed to going to Disneyland, <laughs> having fun. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of things. There's a lot of things. No, there's a lot of things. But the biggest problem with it from a gameplay perspective is that you have to include lands in your deck. 